afternoon. Hello, hello. My name is Savannah. And I'm Alicia. And this is Burden of Proof. I don't know why that came out so formal. <laughs> good afternoon. Well, Welcome I, to Burden I don't know if proof. I've ever expressed how much I love that you say good morning and good afternoon as if that matters. It doesn't. To them, because they could be <laughs> yeah. listening to it at any time. Sorry, I can stop. No, I find it hilarious. It's wonderful. Afternoon for us. We just it's, came back from lunch. It's a quirky little mm-hmm. thing. I'm I love it in my newscaster voice. Good afternoon. <laughs> Today we're discussing the Love is One cult as they continue to wreak their havoc across Colorado. <laughs> <laughs> she took a sip of water <laughs> and almost blew it right out. <laughs> so I just gave it away. <laughs> Today we're doing the Love Has One cult, which actually might remember when i start talking about it seeing some of this on the news over the last few years because it's pretty recent you might nothing's ringing a bell yet but i i like kind of purposely don't pay a lot of attention to cult or conspiracy theories oh i okay because it it gets it seriously gets me worked up oh we'll just be prepared I will also say Alicia got me a tinfoil hat for Christmas <laughs> and I had it on my kitchen table to bring and to just put on right now so that you would see it. But it just I forgot to I bring forgot it. it. But Along just know, with my brownie containers. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's okay. I'm but just joking. imagine I'm reaching into my bag and I put on my tinfoil <laughs> hat because we're in it today. This episode could be like five hours long if you wanted it to be. There's so much material here. Yeah. And there's definitely going to be things that I miss. But I think I've got a good comprehensive view of the Love Has One cult and where they are now and where things are going and how they got there. Okay. So this case is super interesting and it doesn't go down how you think it will. We're starting with Amy Carlson, a wife and mother of three with a steady job. And ends with a half-mummified corpse wrapped in a sleeping bag and Christmas lights. <laughs> okay. So place your bets now as to how you think that happens. Because I guarantee it doesn't go the way you think it's going to go. And yeah. I have no idea. It ends with a corpse. A half-mummified corpse wrapped in a sleeping bag and Christmas lights with glitter. But you're not telling if that's her corpse. I'm not. I'm not telling you if they killed somebody to put them there. I'm not telling you anything. Well, then I have no idea. Okay. I, I think this case is really interesting, and we'll talk about why closer to the end. Yeah. I don't want to spoil anything. Okay. Fair. So, cults are fascinating to me, and this one is absolutely no exception. Amy Carlson was relatively normal. She loved beat Bobby Flay to play games on her phone, just like any other girl. She loved some Candy Crush. She was born in a small town outside of Wichita, Kansas. Wichita. Wichita. I live there. Wichita, Kansas. Where I went to kindergarten. I I don't know. It reads like Wichita. Yeah, but it's Wichita. But it's Wichita. Wichita. And I know it's Wichita because of Supernatural. Yes. 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 Um, She was born right outside of Wichita. And her parents separated fairly early into her life. Her mom remained. uh, Sorry. I can't read. Her mom remarried. Her mom (laughs) remarried. And moved to Oklahoma City with her new husband. And Amy's dad also ended up remarrying later down the road. She split, her and her siblings split half their time between the two states. She famously did not get along with her father's new wife slash stepmother, a.k.a. 
Evil stepmothers turn people into cult leaders. You heard it here first. Oh, no. <laughs> Amy's teen years were just like any other teen, though. And throughout the today's episode, I'm going to reference a lot of um, this Rolling Stone article that was published. They did a great job. They interviewed a lot of people. So I have a lot of accounts from that article today. It's also linked in the show notes, as well as some other places that I did research, as always. Nice. Her mom said that she clung to her childlike aesthetics a lot. She decorated her room with unicorns and rainbows and that sort of thing later into her life than most people do. Okay. She ended up relocating to Dallas and then eventually settled in Houston before she started flourishing in a suburban middle-class lifestyle. She used her creative side. She went to church. She was in the choir and in theater. And her sister said that she was always the sister that she looked up to and wanted to be when she was younger. Okay. I mean, cult leaders, they need to be very charismatic. Sure. We'll say she was charismatic. (laughs) Maybe. I mean, typically. Eh. Chelsea, her sister, her youngest sister says, quote, she was smart, beautiful, and had an amazing voice. But her mom specifically said that Amy was not a leader and oh. that that must have come later in life. It wasn't something that she had naturally. Gotcha. Now, I mentioned that Amy had three kids, but what I never said was what kind of mom she was. She was a bad one. <laughs> she, um, I mean, she took care of them for the most part. Like, she didn't neglect them or anything, but she just didn't have the maternal instinct to be. She just didn't want to be a mother. She had three kids with three different fathers. There it is. So she was a really. Sorry to say, how does that happen three times then? But three different dads. There it is. Yes. So she and one of she had gotten married and then gotten divorced. And and then she was remarried with her third child. And so people were kind of surprised when she got up and left her kids. But mostly they were surprised in like a who does that kind of way and not in like a I can't believe Amy would do that kind of way. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So by the mid-2000s, Amy had begun to develop a preoccupation with New Age spiritual thought. She was a regular on certain, you know, spiritual websites, and she began talking to a man. It just clicked. What? I had heard something about it. As soon as you said the New Age stuff, I was like, oh, yeah, I did hear something about this. I don't remember the details. You'll remember more later. I know you'll remember part of it. Yeah. Okay. Because I think we were talking about it when it happened, so I think you will remember it. Um, so she began talking to a man named Amareth White Eagle. <laughs> Sorry. Oh. We'll sip my tea. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but Amareth would kind of be the beginning of the end for Amy, I think, because he started telling Amy that she was special. He started telling Amy that she was God. She began having hallucinations and receiving. Are you good? I'm good. <laughs> okay. And um, receiving messages from angels. So here's another little quote section of the Rolling Stone article because I think that it's just best to hear Amy describe these in her own words. And I'm cleaning the kitchen. Baby just went down for a nap and I feel a tap on my shoulder and a whisk of air in my left ear. And then I heard a lower toned voice, not really even a voice. It was like a message. A violin would play and in its music, it said, President of the United States. I thought, what? What in the world does that mean? I dismiss it. And then I hear, you are going to be president of the United States. End quote. 
So our former 93-year-old neighbor, yes, when we moved in, literally the day that we moved into our house, she thought that we were playing loud music as we were moving in. And then she looked out in her backyard and saw a whole orchestra playing some classical piece that she knew, was very familiar with. And she said, but I thought it was strange because they weren't very good. (laughs) Not strange that there was an orchestra in her backyard. Um, Yeah, it turned out that she had had a stroke and fallen Uh and then kind of woke up and looked looked outside, but she was disoriented. And yeah, so I mean, wow, sometimes the violin playing might not be God. Or the president of the United States. No, no, no. It was angels telling her she yes, was or going an- to be president. Or angels. Yeah. We have Amrith telling her that she's God. We have Amy deciding that he's right. <laughs> <laughs> and she's also decided that Amrith is her twin flame. And so any uh, of us, any yeah. of us who know anything about celebrities or pop cultures or metaphysical anything have heard that term. And a lot of us Gen Zers know it from MGK and Megan Fox. (laughs) But for those of you who don't know. Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) Also, I made a bingo card at the beginning of the year with, like, things I think were going to happen this year. And MGK and Megan Fox breaking up was on it. So, so far, I'm winning. Just in case anyone was curious about my (laughs) bingo card adventure. Basically, I had my own futuristic vision. So, maybe I am gone. (laughs) But. No. This is why cult stories and conspiracy theories are dangerous so bad so if you're a gen xer and you don't know what a twin flame is supposedly it's basically somebody who has the same whole like soul as you so the lore is that when you die your soul gets split instead of a regular old reincarnation your soul gets splits into two or Mm -hmm. five if you're amy um (laughs) and then the souls are wandering earth at the same time and then, of course, you meet each other despite there being, like, billions of people on the planet. Because um, you're drawn to each other. Because you're drawn to each other. And twin flames are supposed to be, like, really hot and cold with each other but have a really strong bond. <laughs> I mean, listen, whatever floats your boat. Um, <laughs> yes. Yeah. So that's, Amy thought that Amrith. That's Amareth, the way I would put that. Amrith was Amy's soulmate. Her, no, not her soulmate. Her twin flame. Because soulmates are not the same thing. Very different. Yeah. I'm fine with soulmates. Yes. Yeah, and I th- and I believe that soulmates can be not only romantic partners, but friends. Just admit that I'm your soulmate, Alicia. You might be my twin flame. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it is real. Maybe oh this gosh. was my chance. Maybe we're talking crap, but for no reason. I'm just okay. kidding. <laughs> no, I don't think so. <laughs> so Amy feels called by her angels at this point um, or her selfish needs to leave her family and go on mission to save the world. The world. The whole world. (laughs) Little five-foot Amy. Who had no leadership skills. Yeah, so she does. She gives all three of her children's fathers the paperwork that they need and goes on her merry way. Her oldest was 12, but she had quite a young baby as well, so they had quite a big age gap. And that was on December 10th, 2007. She wrote, I think, in a diary saying that she had, quote, released her 3D relationship, which basically just meant she left her husband and kids. Her 3D relationship? Oh, yeah. yeah. Hold on to your butts on that one. 
Oh, Lord. <laughs> so she and Amrith moved to Crestone, California. And I think this might be the, this is one of the last sections from the Rolling Stone article that I'm going to read. But I think that I'm the author just said it better than I could ever say it. You know, sometimes people just do stuff and I don't need to redo yeah, it. Yeah, as long as it's great. As long as you give them credit. Yep. Because I knew that I knew about Crestone, Colorado. I knew about the concerns about the area of Crestone mm-hmm. beforehand. So I think this does a really good job of like summarizing. Okay. Quote. Crestone, Colorado, with its jaw-dropping vistas and vast expanses of wilderness, was the ideal place for love has one to blossom. People feel close to the divine there, nestled on the edge of the San Luis Valley. Crestone is home to everything from Hindu ashrams to a Roman Catholic monastery, all in the shadows of Sangre de Cristo, the Blood of Christ, mountain range, so named because their deep scarlet color at sunset and their jagged peaks, which encircle the valley like a crown of thorns. Native American tribes called San Luis the Bloodless Valley. It was a place for sacred pilgrimages and where violence stopped. In more recent years, New Age spiritualists, healers, and UFO enthusiasts have found the area, including those who think that Sac... I can't pronounce this county's name. I'm going to butcher it because it's native. Sagwash, Sagwash counties. Concentrated spiritual energies make it a prime location for interdimensional portals a place where higher levels of communion with the divine is possible. In short, Crestone is full of believers. Okay. Yep. So, okay. it's not uncommon for cults to end up in places that are overwhelming in nature. Yeah, absolutely. All I'm going to say is that I have been to Salt Lake City and Provo, Utah, and the mountains are beautiful and they're imposing. Yes. And standing between two of those mountains, I can see why people feel that they are close to God there. Yeah. It is It is like a feeling of, un, un, I can't describe yeah. it. They're gorgeous. But still, that's where they are. They're surrounded by people who are similarly minded. But also there's like a wide variety. Yeah, Just I was going to say. People with the same like energy. Looking for their spiritual yes. enlightenment yes. just in different ways. The other concern with Crestone that wasn't mentioned in that little blurb is that people have gone, a lot of people have gone missing from there um, because they go and they find these cults, like these little micro cults that are out there and they don't come back. They either get lost in the mountains or, or you know, whatever. There's a story about Love Has Won, this, this specific cult that I actually didn't write in this, in my notes. But I remember it, and maybe I'll remember to tell you later when it makes sense. Okay. Because um, it wouldn't make sense now. But it's like that, where somebody just goes missing in the mountains. And luckily, he was found, but, you know, like, it happens. You just go off into the mountain. Well, yeah, I mean, that Pretty makes much, sense. yeah. Also drugs. Oh, yeah. It wasn't drugs until... Drugs are bad. They are bad. Drugs are very bad. Don't do drugs, kids. It isn't until 2009 that we actually see the name Love Has Won for the first time. They actually uploaded their very first Love Has Won YouTube video, which would start the growth of the cult itself. The YouTube channel was a content machine producing over 2,000 videos by the time our story comes to an end. Over how many years? Between 2009 and 2021. But it's, those okay. are just videos. They're also live streaming every day. Oh, my God. Yes. Okay. So. Got it. Well, I mean, all the social media experts, they 
Content. Content, content, content. Doesn't matter if it's perfect. Just put it out there. Well, this is far from perfect. <laughs> um, it's the first time we see the, the name Love Has Won up until this point because Amy had actually been part of Amrith's little cult, which was some sort of like Galactic Peace Corps. I don't know. <laughs> what? I forgot what it's called. Something Galactic Peace related. <laughs> I don't. These people. I don't know. Are you sure you're not confusing that with no, the I'm Space sure. Force? No, I'm sure I'm not. <laughs> I'm sure I know With Donald Trump's Space Force. Space Force. Yes. No, I do know it was called like Galactic. Just kidding. Galactic something. I made up the Peace Corps part. <laughs> but, you know, in the beginning of her time with Amrith's Galactic, Galactic Peace Corps, <laughs> she, Amy was just kind of recycling other people's New Age beliefs on their YouTube channel and was playing a supportive role in Amrith, Amrith's group. The change really happened when she stopped acting as a follower started creating her own beliefs and she's god of course yeah she became she, the deity herself yeah deity gonna do what deity gonna do <laughs> side note i was listening to this with my mom yesterday i was listening to another podcast it's um killers queens and cults or killers cults and queens i think is what the yeah, order is it's in the show notes because I, I loved their episode on it but i was listening to it with my mom in the car and we were talking about how, like, later on, we'll talk about how Amy could do whatever she wants, but other people had rules. And she's like, yeah, well, she's busy. You know, she's turning water into wine. And I was like, yeah, <laughs> she's making all those fishes. I don't know. <laughs> it's so funny. Oh, gosh. Anyway, obviously, her role changed in Amrith's group when she decided that she was God. But it wasn't really that. It was also that there was heavy abuse between the two of them. And on one account, Amrith locked Amy in a closet for a month before she left. A month? A month. Wow. So I can imagine that, like, that you're probably going to be hallucinating if you're in a closet for a month. Yeah. Yeah. They shove some food in the door. Yeah. Or did she just live because she's a god? No, she's not a god. She is god. It, I'm sorry. The only god. The first only of all. god. Well, no, because there's also a father god. She's mother god. There's also a father god. Oh, so yeah, actually segue (laughs) after the closet incident, she left Amrith's cult. She started Love Has Won and she met her next father God and started their YouTube channel. She left with a man named Miguel Lamboy, a.k.a. Archangel Michael Silver. (laughs) Soon Amy was living in this beautiful forest next to a river, typically with Miguel behind the camera recording everything for their YouTube channel. Now, Miguel was also responsible for Love Has Won becoming a 5013C or C3 nonprofit. Shut up. He handled all the money and quickly made himself an invaluable member of the group, Ugh. despite what he likes to say. He would tell anyone that would listen that when he met Amy, he had an aggressive lung cancer and that he'd actually already had one lung completely removed, but that when Amy met him, she healed him and that's what made him a true believer. How are we feeling, folks? Since we can't yet do video podcasts, we should like have still shots of our faces taken. <laughs> For real. And then on our YouTube channel, we just like put the still shots up at the moment. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I feel like that would that would be nice. Yes. Uh yeah. So the internet truly became a place for the Love Has One Cult to cultivate its following. While they were relatively small in numbers, they were big in mind. Let's go over what the Love Has One cult believes in. 
Put on your tinfoil hat, folks. I'm serious. Go put it on. You need it. <laughs> They're going to get into your brainwaves if you don't put it on. I'm good. Amy Carlson is Mother God or Mom or Mum or Mama G. Yep. Mom is the divine being who created all and has lived over 19 billion years and over 500 lives. She remembers each of these lives extremely clearly. So I will let you try and guess some of the lives she's lived. The Killers, Coles, and Queens podcast guest, and I thought it was funny, so I'd like you to guess. Who do you think she was? <clears throat> well, I'm guessing that she thinks she was like famous people. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Of course. Cleopatra. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Keep going. <laughs> Joan of Arc. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Got it. Um, Who else? What other great women in history uh-huh. would a crazy person think they were? You can come recent history, too. No, RBG was still alive. Oh, yeah, not RBG. Oh, it doesn't Um, really matter if they were still alive, though. I can explain that later. Shut up. Donald Trump was her father. Oh, my God. In another timeline. In another timeline. In another timeline. Donald Trump was her father. (laughs) Ew. Um, Well, damn. I can give you some other ones if you'd like. I'm blanking now. She was also Jesus Christ. Oh my god. Marilyn Monroe. <laughs> and and Harriet Tubman. <laughs> yep. She was That's also an interesting <laughs> it's a weird it's combo. An interesting combination. Yeah. She was also the queen of the mythical ancient city Lemuria. Lemuria? Lemuria? I've never heard of it until today. L E M U R I A. Lemuria. Lemuria. I guess. Uh, which I guess is like an ancient city that I should probably know about, but the American education system failed me and I don't know it. <laughs> um, or it could be fake and she's making it up and I don't know that either. <laughs> because the American education system failed me. So she was this queen of this mythical, oh, mythical. It says mythical in the description. <laughs> totally leaving that in (laughs) so apparently she was queen of this ancient fake city (laughs) before its violent fall (laughs) and before you ask how i know you already asked but you know if you're still wondering why (laughs) donald trump was her father if he's still alive or was alive at the same time as her uh old donnie boy was her dad in a different timeline so we're getting into the timeline conversation One story that her followers would tell was that when Amy was about five or six years old, her parents took her to church and the preacher was lying about how things occurred. And Amy knew he was lying because she was Jesus. And so she stood up and shouted, you're lying. And she had to be removed from church. Amy's very outspoken family says this isn't true. This just never happened. So Amy's goal was to leave 144,000 believers into the awakened 5D plane of existence, leaving the 3D world behind. Those who weren't included in their teeny tiny little rapture (laughs) would be destroyed and their energies would be recycled into the sun. Here's a little quote from Rolling Stone, and then I'm going to break it down a little bit after. Quote, love has won has always been clear that the ascending to the 5D world involves taking their physical bodies, not dying. The concept of ascension in love has won theology is not an ecological system, 
There is no life and afterlife in the consistent conventional <laughs> sense. These are all part of the same reality. Amy herself was expected to ascend. <laughs> Amy herself was expected to ascend in a starship or perhaps through a portal <laughs> in the ocean. Basically, their bodies, their physical bodies weren't supposed to die, and it was the job of her followers to protect her. But her physical body was in danger because the love has one belief system. All of the world's external suffering had to be played out through Amy's Brita filter of a body. <laughs> and she had to <laughs> cleanse the world of the low vibes, which, of course, caused her horrible pain. So while the rest of the members were barred from drugs or alcohol, Amy was allowed to be a raging alcoholic to cope with all of these pains. <laughs> Whoa. Oh, it gets crazier. Why? I just want you to, I want to warn you right now, it gets worse. The next paragraph is going to send you for a loop. I mean, why not just sit in a room full of your crystals? Well, she did to that help too. the vibes. I don't know. To protect your vibes. Because this is a little more serious than crystals because she was also constantly at odds with the cabal. Now, for those of you who aren't massive conspiracy theorists, those are the lizard people. <laughs> <laughs> so basically like Pizzagate, lizard people, pedophilia, eating babies, all of that that came out with QAnon, the Illuminati, that's the cabal. Um, and they're trying to kill Amy to stop her from saving her people. Also fear tactics, people. These are fear tactics. Yeah. They're after her. They loved QAnon, this cult, <laughs> I should mention. Of course they did. Yeah. Well, anybody that connected to good old Donnie Trump. I know. Well, I have no words. <laughs> I need to I need to go drink. <laughs> I, I needed a shot after researching this. So Amy had several other father god figures after she left Amrith. You see unlike mother god, who was one soul reincarnated many times who was Amy. Father god was different. His soul inhabited different men at different times from what I can tell. Basically, she would meet these men, decide that they were her twin flames until she decided that they weren't. How many twin flames can you have? Apparently a lot. Yeah, I'm not going to list all of them because there's just too many. But I am going to do a little profile on the final father god figure. Okay. Jason Castillo was first shown on the YouTube channel in 2018 with his long Jesus hair pulled back in a ponytail. He became a fixture in the streams, typically seated beside Amy in bed, laptop resting on his knees, often smiling and usually shirtless. <laughs> Jason tells this little story about himself. He says, quote, I remember being five years old, maybe six, sitting on the weekends in my grandparents' house. I'd sit on the stairs and look at this picture of Jesus. There is beautiful cracked gilded glass above the lamp in the hallway, this auburn glow. I would just sit there and stare at Jesus, who was myself. Don't know how he was Jesus and Amy was Jesus. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, you know, whatever. Who am I? We just don't get it. We don't. We're I, not spiritually enlightened enough. Yeah. Jason's sister would talk about how most of their childhood, Jason was the man of their house. Their father left around the age when Jason was like three-ish. And um, here's a little quote about that. Jason said, it was the day after my birthday. He came in and started arguing with my mom. He said to me that he was out. I calmed my mom down and said, I'm right here. 
That's the earliest that I can re- recall the responsibility of being a father. Who who was he a father to, though? His mother. Yep. <laughs> but your father wasn't her father. I think he may have meant, like, that's what it meant to be a father was not to walk out. But it definitely comes across like he was parenting his mother <laughs> at three. <laughs> so it's a little wacky. Okay. Yep. His sister also corroborated the fact that Jason was always charming, charismatic, and a leader, meaning that his stepping into the role of Father God was not shocking, nor was his behavior later in the story. Oh, and also he really liked meth. <laughs> like, really liked it. Yep. And he's Father God, so he can do meth, but nobody else can do drugs. Only he and Mother God. Maybe that's the whole thing. Maybe Jesus was just high on meth. I don't think so, but <laughs> this Jesus <laughs> was. So he had children that he raised, and then he left to go join the cult, saying that his 3D children were great, but they understood the need for him to go and save the world. Did they, though? Apparently, I don't know. Probably not. Amy told her followers that she had stage five cancer. There are, there are only four stages of cancer. <laughs> That's my face. <laughs> There's only four stages. There's no fifth <laughs> stage. Also, it doesn't say what kind of cancer. <laughs> says cancer. <laughs> and she said that she was suffering for the greater good. Okay. I'm, ga- I'm going to interject. Okay. To say people believe this, obviously. Yes. And that's why I don't follow cults. Because I don't even get mad. I don't even get mad at the crazy people who start them. I get frustrated, like, how do you believe that? <laughs> What's wrong with you? I don't know. And I, I know they're victims. They are, but also... But also... There's a fine line, you know. When the math ain't mathin', even if you're, like, intrigued at first, even if it for like, somewhere along the way, there are signs. Yeah. Okay. That's, <laughs> I said my piece. I'm done. So, like I said, she said to her followers, like, oh, I have stage five cancer. I'm suffering for the greater good. Uh, But the reality is that her alcoholism had just completely destroyed her body. Mm -hmm. And also, she would not go to Western doctors. They They didn't believe in Western medicine. So how did she get a cancer diagnosis? I guess just, like, via vibes. Like, she just guessed. Well, I mean... Anybody can get a stage five cancer diagnosis. <laughs> this, is true. this is true. This is true. Because a doctor is not going to give you that. <laughs> yeah. Amy was at this point completely dependent on Jason as her body was really weak and she was being carried by him everywhere. He was also very volatile. He was a presence in the home carrying violence with him everywhere as a threat. Now, the cult's themes were getting darker and more paranoid over the years. Rather than originally just being New Age spiritualism stuff, thinking that the government was out to get them, now it is just more intense. They, so love was not winning. No, and I will say, after Jason got involved, love just completely kind of left the picture because originally it was like, oh, we love everyone, everyone is great, and then Jason comes in and suddenly they're spewing racist, homophobic, anti-Semitic rhetoric. Right. So love is not winning, apparently, here. No. They also started to jump around a bit over the next few years. And this is where I think you will remember. Basically, they jumped from Colorado to Hawaii 
where they were legit run run off by the locals in 2020. The locals did not like that there was a cult, and they really hated when Amy said that she was the fire goddess Pele, which is obviously really offensive. In fact, she didn't just say that she was Pele. She got so mad at them, she, like, ran outside and was like, I'm Pele, bitch! (laughs) So... Basically, they, <laughs> it, the locals were protesting outside their home, defacing their property and destroying their car before the government was like, we got to figure something out. And then they tried to move to Maui. When they moved to Maui, they booked their lodgings slightly inappropriately during the COVID-19 protocols. Oh, and you. that's when the government was like, hey, this is an island. If you're not going to follow protocols, we have every right to kick you out. Yeah. So it was really a loophole because it could have been fine from what i'm reading yep. but they used that as the get out of jail yeah card um yeah there's more to the story of them leaving hawaii but i'm gonna run out of time <laughs> they went on dr phil like three days after they left hawaii because amy's sisters and her mom just couldn't get through to her and they thought okay maybe if we give her a platform to talk about love as one we'll actually be able to make some progress thinking that maybe she would come, and she did. Um, And two of her followers came as well, and well, over Zoom, because this was 2020 during COVID. Mm -hmm. Yeah, didn't go super well. Even the sister at the end of it was like, yeah, I think she's too far gone. Yeah. I don't really think that this is going to go anywhere. So, yeah. I think usually if people believe that they were Jesus, that's usually a good sign. Yeah. Unless you can get them somewhere where they can be institutionalized. Yeah. It's too late. Pretty much. So they left Dr. Phil and they bounced from Colorado to California, back to Colorado, and that's where we're going to kind of pick up our story. Now, you might be wondering what kind of people joined this cult. Well, yes and no. So, yes, it was a lot of them were typically the the norm, the normal people of like, you know, kind of. They're so desperate for a place to belong. Yeah. That they are happily going to believe anything that's told to them. Exactly. But there were also people um, like one man who had a perfectly healthy family and a great like six eight figure job white collar worker who found them on youtube and ended up leaving his family to go be with them and then they didn't like his vibes so they took him to the mountains and drugged him and left him there he was rescued and he's in recovery thank the lord and he's in lots of therapy because he doesn't know how it all happened but yeah well, for me, that's the thing is even if you seemingly have your life together, that doesn't yeah. mean that you feel like you belong and you're loved. And Yeah. So they had a mix of both. They had a mix of like drifters or people who are more traditionally susceptible to cults versus mm-hmm. normies who aren't. Um, oh, 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 yes. Also, if some of the people... Who joined after, what's his name? Jason? Jason. Yes. I wanted to say Jason, Jason, but then that didn't feel right. After he joined and love was no longer winning, and then it becomes that rhetoric of bigotry. 
Yeah. Then some of the people probably were just drawn to that. Probably. Almost definitely. Back in Colorado, after being, you know, kind of forced out of Hawaii and off of Dr. Phil, they've settled back into their their rental home in Colorado. And if you're asking, well, how are they paying for all this crap? I can tell you. Because they got followers that make they lots do. of money. And they also opened up this online store where they sold supplements, oils, and virtual surgeries performed by mother. They were $88, and you normally needed several sessions to, like, be cleansed. But they called them virtual surgeries? They had another word other than virtual, but they did call them surgeries. They were It started with an E, like, something weird spiritual term, like surgeries. Yes. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Later, they also started selling colloidal silver. Colloidal silver is a, is a substance made by suspending silver particles in a liquid and is often marketed as like a cure-all dietary thing. Mm-hmm. Frequent use of that can make your skin turn blue. Yes, it can. And when they were selling it in 2020, they were marketing it as a cure for COVID. Oh, my God. Until the CDC was like, bro, you literally cannot do that. Yeah. So they still sold it. They just took that off the that label off of the website. Yeah. I mentioned earlier that the themes of the live streams and the daily videos were getting a little darker. So let's talk about who made up this cult. They were smaller in numbers, but regular local following of slightly over 20 people. But they did have several hundred members worldwide. People who watched their lives or joined spinoff groups in other countries. The main 10, though, stayed with Jason and Amy. Any of those that joined after Jason joined in 2018, though, their narrative was slightly shifted than the original belief. They were still pushing their same belief that Amy was Mother God, that she was the Brita filter for the world. Is um, that their turn? No, that's me. Yours? Okay. <laughs> and that it was their job to keep her safe so that, you know, they could ascend with her to the fifth dimension. Right. Uh, but now they were also racist, anti-Semitic, and homophobic. The pipeline between New Age to right wing is very strong. Still is. The tension in their home was really high, and it was a very volatile and violent house, as Mother God was always in pain. So she was always drinking liquor, and their tempers ran high when their members weren't on their best behavior. Mind you, there are children here, because some of their members brought children. Not many of them, but enough. Right. Yep. And not only were they not allowed to drink or do drugs, they also were told that sleep made them weak and that the need for sleep was a sign of weakness. They weren't allowed to sleep for more than four hours a night, and some would go as long as possible to brag about it. So we have sleep-deprived lunatics, children, and two violent substance abusers. I, I feel like we need to do a PSA. <laughs> Get good rest. People. People. Sleep deprivation is literally a tactic used by, like, military forces. Yeah. To weaken you. Yeah. To weaken your resolve and your thinking for yourself and your ability to yep. withstand interrogation or questioning or whatever. So, oh, my goodness. Okay. 
There was constant screaming at their followers, abusing the children in the home, and they would regularly belittle and verbally humiliate followers on their live streams. They called this Find the Whore. It was a game that they played called Find the Whore where they would um, pick a female member who was too confident and just scream at her and belittle her until she was nothing. So, yeah. I hope that I'm doing an okay job at expressing how unhealthy this environment was. I mean, yeah. You're even giving us... Oh, there's so much more. Because all of it's live streamed. You can watch it. It's on YouTube still. Oh, my god! I didn't. I don't want to watch that. You don't. I'll break my computer. Yeah. Amy's health gets much, much worse. So she starts taking the collodial silver along with tons of clear liquor, which her favorites were tequila or vodka. And she wasn't eating. She would spend hours a day in the shower, basically because it just relieved some of her pain. And she was skin and bones. She finally asked to go to the community hospital, but her followers said no. One quote from a follower said, There have been moments when mom has asked for us to take her to a 3D hospital. And we're like, nope, because there's just, there's just no way. And we know how hijacking works. And you can bet your fucking ass that someone at the, in the hospital, whoever it would be, would get hijacked and go straight for mom. Try to do who knows what. They would try to take her for surgery. They would try to do some crazy shit. So absolutely not. That is wild. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Yep. The cult leader is now showing signs of like, mm, may- maybe not. Maybe maybe I should at least temporarily get out of this and get checked. Yeah. No. Too late. Too late. So April 10th, 2021 was the last time that Amy was seen alive by their landlord at their Colorado property. I'm sorry. I think it was the California property, and I think I've been saying that they were in Colorado. They were in California. Okay. I'm sorry. The landlord said she looked horrible and that she was close to death, if not already dead. Like, she looked really bad. Well, obviously, she wasn't actually dead or he would have called somebody. But he said that he went up to, like, say goodbye. Like, he knew she was dying. Yeah. And some of their followers on, like, watching their live stream had actually ordered a wellness check. But when they got there, they were informed that Amy had actually moved from the residence. Another time on their live stream, an ambulance was sent. And this was sent by her family. And the ambulance was sent away. On the 27th of April, Miguel, the mastermind behind their 501c3, you know, church slash nonprofit. He says he wasn't super involved at this point. Like he was only involved in the beginning. And then he said that he backed off. So he went to the police because the group had returned to his home that he owned in Colorado. And when they came, they brought with them a mummified Amy. Oh, fun. The next day, the police entered the home and they saw just that. She was in a very childlike shrine wrapped in a sleeping bag, Christmas lights, and even had glitter in her eyes around where they were decomposing. Because when I say mummified, mummified, they hadn't really done a good job. Oh, my God. She was still very much advancing through the decom process. And in case you're wondering, they drove over 1,200 miles. The car still had the seats laid down where they transported her. Yeah. (laughs) On that day... Eight out of the ten of them were arrested for desecration of a body and child abuse. Mm -hmm. The group has split. Basically, one half of them are just relaxing their rules. 
they're like able to have Starbucks now and they don't have to wear certain colors on certain days. But they still believe in the it's basis. Like the plastics. I know. That's exactly <laughs> what it is. And but they still believed in the basis of like that Amy was doing what she said she was going to do that she was that she would be recycled, that she would reincarnate, that mother god would come back and that they would all be ascended. The other half was run by Jason. Hmm. It's gross, and I'm not going to bring any attention to it. Guessing it's still going. Yeah, they both are. Um, and I will say the one that the the first one that I mentioned, they have definitely relaxed a lot. And I should have written their new name down, but it's okay. You don't need to look at it. Oh, I yeah, I have no interest. Yeah, I get why people are fascinated. It is like a train wreck. It's like a train wreck. Hard not to look at, but yeah, like I said, it just makes me mad. I know. So this is burden of proof, though. So I know what you're waiting on. Yep, yep. You're waiting on a trial. There isn't one. Nope. Because all of the charges against the members were dropped. The records were also sealed, which I'm assuming has to do with the child abuse. But how frustrating. But all we know is that the prosecution didn't seem to think that they could get the charges through beyond a reasonable doubt. I'm not sure how, considering the literal decomposing body that had been moved around. But I'm assuming that the members might have had a really good insanity defense. And they actually swore up and down that she was still alive when they moved her. She wasn't dead, despite, like, her being decomposed. But she had a heartbeat and her hands were moving. How? How? Okay. Yep. <laughs> I I don't even know what to say to that. Yep. What I'm not understanding is how, like, all of the reasonable adults in the situation sending away an ambulance or not taking her to a hospital isn't considered negligence, but apparently not. Well, I do it's... know that the children that were in the home were removed um, and they were separated from their parents. That's, well, not good, but, but good. Better, yeah. I was going to say, as far as the negligence thing, if that would even be hard to prove, because how do you prove it? if she refuses care? But at some she point, has... even if she's refusing care, at some point, though, in you know what I'm saying? Like, most states will still dictate that at some point somebody needs to take over. Yeah. yeah. But I think it's a matter of proving it how far, happen. how bad was she? And if they're saying she wasn't dead when she was probably dead, then they also would say, no, she seemed fine. Yeah. I mean, so really all you have to go on is the video evidence on YouTube. Yep. Not to mention that there were children in the home with the body and that the children were being heavily abused. Two things before we wrap up. Number one, one of her followers said that she would be really curious to know what the autopsy said because she thought that there was going to be supernatural things that nobody had ever recorded before on her body. But the autopsy was released and it's public and her death was technically natural causes. Anorexia, alcohol abuse, and a colloidal silver overdose all played a part in her cause of death. She only weighed 75 pounds at the time of her death. She's really, really, really thin. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Well, you said she's... Only like five foot. Yeah, she was tiny to begin with. Yeah, but still 75 pounds. The other thing I want to mention before I let everybody go is before you go searching this case up on YouTube, there is body camera footage of the police going into the home and finding Amy. It is graphic. 
Yeah. It is not censored. I will say all you can see is her face, but that's kind of the most terrifying part. Yeah. I did watch it. I lived. I'm fine. But I'm just <laughs> I'm warning you before you go look it up that if you see anything that kind of looks like it could be body cam footage and you don't want to see that, it is on and it's available publicly. Yeah. So I know that there wasn't technically a whole lot of crime today, which is kind of different for us, but we've had so many heavy cases recently. I wanted to do something a little different. And I I really don't know how this isn't negligence, to be honest. I was really frustrated, especially because I was following this when they got kicked out of Hawaii. And I remember when she got caught, I mean, when when like they found her body, but I didn't remember there ever being charges. So when I, I just looked up to do, um, like, I just wanted to personally know what had happened. And when I found out all of this extra crap that I didn't know about and that the charges were dropped, I was like, what in the world? How do they, these people are just out here running cults. And so then I got to thinking about, like, how difficult it is to police cult-like situations because of the way that our laws and our constitution are written. Mm-hmm. Um and they were also listed as like a church or nonprofit, so they couldn't limit like what they were teaching or anything like that. Fascinating stuff to me. Don't take away their freedom. Yeah. Freedom. Any final thoughts? Can I take my tinfoil hat off now? My head is hot. Yeah. <laughs> Please do. <laughs> so I hope you hang in there. If you did hang in there, send us a little alien or a UFO emoji on the bottom of the inst- in the comment on the Instagram post that we made or on Facebook about this case that way we know that you made it this far and otherwise we will see you next week till next time bye bye thanks for listening guys find us on instagram and tiktok at burden of proof pod and email us at burden of proof pod at gmail.com mm-hmm.